When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The 11 to 1 show. Big night for the Irish at the BAFTAs last night. I'm going to have all the big moments from the awards on the way. It was a glittering affair and the Irish were truly just incredible last night at the BAFTAs. And uh, I have some of the details here from the, the red carpet, some of the big moments. But uh, if people missed any of this, right, German language war film, All Quiet on the we- uh, Western Front, that was the big winner last night, picking up seven awards, breaking the record as well for the most wins for a film not in the English language in the process. The Banshees of Inishirin, of course, and Elvis also enjoyed success with four wins apiece and the event held in London's Royal Festival Hall for the first time. But these are some moments that you might have missed, right? Richard E. Grant, who I just adore, is the next Batman. Well, not exactly. He did arrive at the venue, though, on the River Thames in the Batmobile. I mean, talk about an an entrance the man makes. And uh, he got some advice from Hollywood star Stephen Martin as well on his arrival. However, he chose to ignore... One other piece of advice, which was don't wear white. In fact, he did really wear white so well. He went with a white tux jacket and a dramatic white Dracula style floor length cape for his entrance. It was so, so impressive. Also, Kerry Condon, uh, she was being interviewed by journalists after her win and she caught sight of a live TV feed in the corner of the press room and saw Banshee's writer and director Martin McDonough step forward to the stage to accept his award for Best Original Screenplay. And she was like, oh, go away, I'm missing it. She couldn't wait to get back to her seat, which I love as well. So there are just a couple of little moments that you might have missed. Our man Crossy was on the red carpet Working so hard, he looked great as well in his in his tux. He was on the red carpet. The enviable job that he has interviewing the stars, and he caught up with some of the stars as uh, they made their way to the press room. Here is Kerry Condon's reaction to her win. Oh my god, yeah! Like I just the whole thing was just this like blackout weird moment. All I remember is looking and seeing all the boys looking at me like get up, and I did, yeah, it was just it was really surreal, yeah. Oh, amazing. Winning for Best Supporting Actress for Banshees of Inishirin. Of course, Barry Keoghan, everyone was thrilled to see him pick up the award for Best Supporting Actor. Here's what he had to say to Crossy about the importance of the win for Ireland. You know, I think Colin said today in an interview, it's, you know, it encourages um, the arts at home and that, I mean, we are an Ireland of storytelling and, you know, great actors and and poets and, and writers and, I mean, this, it helps the industry and massively at home and kind of encourages people to kind of send the scripts in and, and, and go for what they want to do so I mean 14 nominations for the Oscars right Irish is like, and I'm wearing red you should have wore green <laughs> you should have wore green is right then of course everyone had you know uh, got up a little bit on their high horse about Martin McDonough and you know the fact that people say it's a British film and all that kind of thing here he is explaining why the Banshees of Inishirin does have a British element to it 
Wow. Uh, thank you, BAFTA, for this uh, British uh, Film Award. I know every Irish person in the cast and crew were kind of going, best what award? But... Uh, but Hang on, the wonderful Film 4 were a major part of the financing for this, and uh, thanks to them and to Daniel and Ollie, uh, especially. Thanks to Searchlight. There you go. We need to get the funding elsewhere, you know. So the British had a huge impact on the funding for the Banshees of Inishirin. If you missed any of that or you want to catch up on any more of the backstage, behind the scenes BAFTA gossip, you can check out lmfm.e. Also, our social media as well. We have a couple of videos of Crossy working the red carpet with the stars. Lewis Capaldi with Bruises. How does two weekly travel passes, as well as that, a 100 euro one for all voucher that's all going to one person so you get the two travel passes and the 100 euro one for all voucher we're giving that away every day this week it's all in association with Expressway and their 100x timetable which has been enhanced I'm going to give you all of the details of the competition very shortly The 11 to 1 show Here for you Pancake Tuesday is tomorrow and the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre inviting you to their Pancake Day. It's happening in the D Hotel from 10am till 12 noon tomorrow. They have a variety of mouth-watering pancakes available with tea or coffee, just a fiver per person and all of those proceeds going straight to the great work that the centre are doing. So tomorrow from 10am to 12 noon at the D Hotel. Tom Grennan, little bit of love. How would you like to get your hands on not one, but two weekly travel passes with Expressway? And as well as that, a 100 euro one for all voucher. It's a great prize. The Expressway 100X timetable has been enhanced. Now you can jump on board the 100X in Dublin City, Drogheda and Dundalk with 19 hourly services every day, all serving Dublin Airport. That's four new trips daily, including two nearly new early morning services departing Dundalk to Dublin at 3.30 and Dublin to Dundalk at 5.44 and also two new late night services departing at 21.30 from Dundalk to Dublin and from Dublin to Dundalk dock at 22.44 each day. Plus, remember, the Dublin Terminus has relocated from Wilton Terrace to Merrion Square and you can save 50% when you book online with young adults or a student leap card. Guarantee your seat. Book in advance at expressway.ie To celebrate all of this, Expressway have given me some great prizes. I have two weekly travel passes to the value of €140 to give away, plus... A one-for-all voucher worth €100. Euro. That's every day this week I'm giving that away. All you have to do, and I love this, all you have to do is tell me, what celebrity would you love to travel on the 100X with and why? Now, for me, it's got to be Keanu Reeves. I mean, think of the conversations I could have with that man, you know? Are you going to do a Matrix 5? How serious are you with your girlfriend? You know, so much I could chat to him about. I want to know what celebrity you would like to travel with on the 100X and Y. Send me a WhatsApp voice note to 086-1800-658 and you could be winning two weekly travel passes worth €140 Euro each and a €100 Euro one for all vouchers. So get sending those in 086-1800-658.
Getting quite a few messages in with your celebrities. The ideal celebrity that you would love to spend a 100x journey with and why. Don't forget, if you want to send a voice note, just hold down the little microphone on your WhatsApp and send it in to me 086-1800-658. We'll get to some of those messages in the next little while. But first, we are going to be chatting to Maria Macklin now because she is going to be chatting all about crazy celebrity trends. I mean, we've all seen the images of Sam Smith at the Brit Awards and it's so far now been turned into a meme at this stage. But can any of these crazy styles, can they actually be worn by mere mortals like ourselves? We're going to be chatting about that. Plus... Spring, summer has arrived in the shops, but what trends can we take on board into our wardrobes? Maria is going to go through all that as well. The 11 to 1 show. Ever since Bjork wore a swan draped around her neck at the Oscars, celebrities have been turning up on the red carpet in the most outrageous looks. Most recently, Sam Smith showed up at the Brit Awards in an outfit that has been turned into an online meme. We're asking, is it ever possible for the rest of us to actually wear some of these looks that you see on celebs and on catwalks? Plus, as it's spring, the shops have a lot of new styles arriving, but what styles and trends will last the test of time? Joining me now to discuss all this is image consultant Maria Mack from House of Colour. How are you getting on, Maria? Hi, Sinead. Good afternoon. I'm very well, thanks. Good, good to have you back on the show. Now, Maria, just b- before we get into style, I have to ask you, what celebrity would you love to spend the 100x journey with and why? Okay. Um, normally when I'm sitting on a bus, I'm listening to something audio. So it would have to be somebody who would keep me amused rather than somebody I could look at and, okay. look, and, and be happy with because, you know, because the scenery is quite nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm probably thinking, I, I think some sort of a comedian, so yeah. possibly David Doherty. I thought Lee Mack, but yeah. actually David Doherty is is hilarious. I, I, oh, that'd be I'm some... quite happy to have a journey with him, yeah. That is some journey, yeah. I, that'd be I difficult. wonder if he'd feel the same way, but we'd, you know, we don't need to go there. Just, no, no, he would, of course. He would get so much tips about style and everything. He'd be, he'd be he delighted with his life. He's got his own brand. <laughs> He does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Somebody else that definitely seems to have their own brand is is Sam Smith. Uh, the crazy mm. outfit that we saw at the Brits. I mean, it looks like somebody inflated a load of black bags and put them on. Uh, do, yeah. do, do celebrities just wear these things to ensure that we're talking about them, Maria? Probably. They probably do. And they have an excuse to be outrageous. And so, funnily enough, when he was performing that night, he wasn't wearing that outfit. So he had to change into something more comfortable, more useful, more functional. And most of us have to have a wardrobe that is functional, whatever that is. We don't have the lifestyle for that car to bar, you know, the car to bar shoes or the, the outrageous outfits. And yes, some of them are there because... There's also competition on the red carpet. Who's going yeah. to get the front page? Who's going to get the tabloid uh, headline? You know, so so they have to think about that, I suppose. Yes, and where you always talk about impact and making an impact, but that seems to be a whole different impact, Maria. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's what they do. There was somebody at the Baftas last night. I can't remember her name, but she had the most enormous sleeves. That when she put her hands on her hips, she looked like a huge love heart. Yeah, you know, most of us couldn't get through the front door no. like that. No. So, yeah, while they're, it's beautiful to look at and it's very inspirational and some of our trends that move into the shops do are inspired by that but we don't exaggerate it that way always. We can't use those extremes. 
often. Well, this is the thing. And you mentioned the award season and we had the BAFTAs last night and the Oscars will be coming up. Are there any celebs for you that always just look amazing no matter what they wear? Oh, too many to mention. But interestingly, the, the trouser suit made a, made an yes. appearance on the on the on the red carpet last night, three women, Sandy Powell, who won Best Costume Designer, she had a wonderful trouser suit, really quirky. Michelle Yeoh had wore a yeah. trouser suit, but she had a jacket. It was a cape jacket. It was a tux, but it was also had a cape. And Emma Thompson wore a trouser suit. And the beauty of that is you can go with flat, comfortable shoes. Yeah. You don't need to wear these huge stilettos. So there, was, there were a few trouser suits I liked. Um, there were a few big sleeves, as I talked about. Angela Bassett's big sleeves were up yeah. the hip. So sometimes you need to understand your body architecture so you can put that extreme element at the right place on your body so you don't unbalance your mm-hmm. profile. Um, and my favourites were probably Florence Pugh. I loved her oh, because I loved the orange. Stunning. The yeah. orange is wonderful. And there's a woman called Vic Hope and she had a beautiful royal blue figure hugging and be gorgeous than you actually. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'll have to Google her. I'm going to Google her now. <laughs> yeah, and, and there were a few, I mean... It, there were a few shots during the awards that were from like a drone from above, from up high, and oh, yeah. you could see the pockets of colour. There's still an awful lot of black on the red carpet, and there I is. I just wonder why people do that. I mean, even Barry Kilgan, because he wore a red suit, he took the limelight because yeah. of that. I mean, you, you you don't have to go in black, so so there's that. Yeah, and he he really did uh, wear really it well. Did. I have it's to say, beautiful. it yeah. was really beautiful. Yeah. Now you spoke a little bit about sleeves there, and there's these really big billowing sleeves or the sheer sleeves that kind of float mm-hmm. all the way down. Is this attention on sleeves something that we're going to see working its way through to the shops? Yes, there is. There's a there's a, a trend which is sort of whimsical, theatrical, and it's particularly suited to occasion wear. So there will be an abundance of ruffles, exaggerated sleeves exaggerated skirts, thigh-high, trains. There were a lot of trains last night yeah. too. Um, so yes, there are, there's, there are always going to be extremes. But again, it won't suit everybody's lifestyle. And some of it will be tamed slightly on, in the shop so that we can all access it in our own way. And that's the point about these fashion catwalks. They're always extreme they they don't all they don't always feel legible. So if you mm. see a sentence with the words mixed up, it's not it's not legible. And a lot of the catwalk trends are illegible to the rest of us because number one, we haven't seen them before, so we ha- so so we have to make sense of it. And then they sort of get normalised into the shop. So often you find a phrase or a sentence that we've never heard before over time evolves into something that we can all access and we can make sense of. And so a lot of these extreme catwalk things do come down into the shops but they're they're sort of paired back slightly so we can all make sense of them. Yeah because I think uh, before there was like this huge emphasis on these over the top florals which as you say kind of slowly but surely trickles into the shops in a much more accessible way. Yes but and you still have to understand what's right for you so some some people who wear over the top florals will be overtaken by those florals so not every woman can take that scale of print so you have to understand your own physicality and your own personality and how that works for you so some scale prints will work for some women what you don't want is the outfit coming into the room before you you have to be able to support it has to support you it it shouldn't distract from you Um, and on the catwalk there or, or on the red carpet those outfits are often distracting to get the headline inches as we talked about Yes, completely, yeah And uh, now we're talking about spring, summer and uh, you've been keeping an eye on what's arriving into shops what, what, what are you seeing? What trends are arriving back in? 
Yeah, interesting. I mean, the trends don't tend to come in totally new. Everything mm-hmm. evolves. So this season trends are an evolution of last season. So things that we've already seen, utilities, so lots of pockets, utility belts, cargo tri- trousers in low rise, are, and they're often combined with soft, silky, sheer fabrics. So that, so utility is still there. The pleasure, we call it pleasure, business leisure. So mm-hmm. there are trouser suits everywhere. Softer silhouettes, some of them, wider legs, some of them oversized jackets. Again, not everybody has to do that, but often in colour. So there's lots of colour and you don't have to wear it with a blouse. Um, Eddie Redmayne wore his suit last night with no shirt and he had flare trousers. He had a very relaxed suit on him, but he had no shirt at all. It's really interesting. So trouser suits are there, business leisure, so it's soft. Some of it's overstyled, but it's over oversized, but it, a lot of it is relaxed and flat shoes. Um, we, we still have soft jerseys, so there are, as you say, essential sheer fabrics, soft jersey dress with ruching. Make sure you understand where the ruching should go to emphasize and reveal the bits, bits of you that you want to be revealed. Slip dresses are there. They've been around for a very long time. Yes, you can wear have, them with yeah. something underneath or over. You can put a jumper over to become the skirt. And cutouts. Cutouts arrived about three seasons ago. And we all, and that was one of the things that I thought was illegible. You know, what, what, how am I going to yes. do cutouts? I'm in my, I'm not going to tell you which decade, but I'm in an older <laughs> decade. <laughs> but but they have evolved. And so you can have a cutout giving you an asymmetric neckline. You can have a oh. cutout at your waist. You can have a cutout on your sleeves even. So depending on what parts of you you want to reveal, cutouts are still around. And, and they can work really well, on the, you know, for you. And, and they can make you... Feel, you feel like you're up to date when you're doing something that's out there because you're keeping your wardrobe in line with what's what's current. And if you don't, your wardrobe can sometimes feel a bit stayed and, and, and out of touch. Yeah, and as you say, not all these trends are going to suit everybody as well. And when it comes to our own style, everyone's unique. It's all about dressing for your body type, which I think this is probably the tricky part for people, is it, Maria? The body type and kind of realising, well, what suits me? What's swamping me? What's too tight? What doesn't draw the right attention? Is that where you find people have the most struggle? I do, and and people often compare their body shape to other people, which is the which is the last thing you should do and they often use the body the clothes sizing as a target rather than a guide clothes sizes are never a target they're a guide and so you need to understand your own body shape you need to look at yourself and understand how each of your pieces relate to each other your hip to bust ratio your leg to torso ratio what does that look like and you may need different sizes top to bottom yes and that's okay because sizing wasn't made for the average woman, most women are out of proportion in terms of manufacturing standards and manufacturers don't take that into account. And then we beat ourselves up when we don't fit into something. We're well, all different. Yeah. yeah, and actually something I saw you do recently, which I thought was great, uh, you will alter, like so. if you buy something that you like, a lot of the time you will alter things to, to yeah. fit, which is great. Most of the time. Most of the time I alter. So if I'm buying something that needs to cover my torso and legs so dress because yeah. I'm different sizes top and bottom I always get it altered right okay always, because I can't ever get anything to fit me I have a short torso and I have I have a smaller bust so therefore the top is always too big for me okay so yeah uh, and your your advice there invest in a good a seamstress or somebody that you know that's going to be good with alterations yeah well build it into your budget so mm. I always add on the 20 euros and, and a, an extra couple of weeks because yeah. if you want something in a hurry you won't have time to get it altered so make sure you have the time and the budget and add it on to your 
added into the cost. Yes. Because then you get the value, you wear it. If something doesn't fit you, you not wear it. Well, this is it. And I mean, like you say, this so often you could be trying on something, you're like, oh, it's a little bit big. And then you just put it back instead of actually just considering yeah. the alteration, which is which is great. And in terms of, uh, you know, body type as well, um, like like say the average person like is the average woman about a what a 12 to 14 or am I way off the mark there so we don't have an average woman we have average sizes but we don't have an average woman 80% of the women don't fit into the clothes that are manufactured 80%, 80% like when you say it like that yes. yeah because the clothes are manufactured to a standard that was brought in in the 1950s when manufacturing clothes really came into the into it, into the fore so most of us don't fit in there I don't know if there's an average. We, I mean, I, I, w- I would hate to be called an average woman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, most of us don't want to be an average woman. So you have to understand what works for you. And if it means something, getting something altered, that's fine. And if it means moving up a size, nobody's going to be running down the street after you checking the size on the label <laughs> in the back of your trousers. Yeah. You know, just, but if it fits you, then people will look at you and go, wow. Yes, and, and it doesn't matter. They, you know, it's just no. a number. It's just, it's a, just number, a number completely, completely. Completely. And your wardrobe has to be functional. So coming back yes. to the the trends and the carpet extremes and all of that. I remember getting a message from a client in the West of Ireland saying, I'd love to go and, and have a dress and high heels, like all the things she sees on Instagram. But most of the time, I'm walking along the beachfront and I'm, I'm being blown sideways. <laughs> so, you know, those things don't work for me. You have to have the wardrobe that works for you. You have to spend the money where you spend your time. Yes, yes. And everything in the wardrobe should be worn and not just thrown at the back there, brought out every now and again. It should all be worn completely. Yeah. Yeah. So what about trends that you see coming back? Like, I don't know, there's a huge 90s resurgence now. That's in very much in the high street shops, you know. Uh, Are people better off hanging on to this stuff uh, because things come around? Yeah. Sometimes they come around. I remember having a great pair of cargo trousers way back in the 90s and they were real army. I got them in an army fatigue shop so they were proper and they were really cool. I wish I had them now. Absolutely. Um, Bomber jackets are back and I love those. So sometimes they'll come back and sometimes they'll evolve and come back as a version of what they were. Um, I'm not sure if the 80s jackets with the shoulder pads will ever come back in that way. But, but but a blazer is still a good thing to have in your wardrobe. You might need to update it every so often. Trends tend to last somewhere between seven, up to, up to seven years. Okay. So if you get in at the beginning of a trend with your garment, like a pair of cargoes or a bomber jacket or a jumpsuit, jumpsuits have been around now for a while, then you'll get great value from those clothes. But they evolve season by season. So you might now get a jumpsuit with cutouts. So that brings in that Yes. Keep that keeps that up to date. Or a jumpsuit with some utility pockets can that that'll keep that up to date. So they do evolve, but yes, oftentimes the classics in your wardrobe will be in there for a very long time. Uh, Maria, as always, thank you so much for, for that great advice. If people want help uh, with all of this, you are available for, for consultations? Yes, I am. My Instagram and Facebook is Unlocking Your Style and my you can if you Google Maria Macklin, you'll find me. Fantastic, Maria, as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Sinead. Thanks a million. Maria.Macklin at houseofcolour.com as well if you want to email Maria to get more advice. The 11 to 1 show.
She performed an incredible show at the Super Bowl very recently. She's celebrating a birthday today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Going back to this day in 1988, I didn't know that her first name is Robin. Robin Rihanna Fenty. She was born in St. Michael Barbados. Happy birthday to her. And today is Love Your Pet Day. Whether it's a cat, dog or budgie that you're a fan of, today is a day to celebrate all pets, big and small. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Oh, imagine a bus journey with Shania Twain. That would be extremely entertaining. We are teamed up with Expressway all this week. They have enhanced their 100x timetable. You can now jump on board the 100x in Dublin City, Drogheda and Dundalk with 19 hourly services every day, all serving Dublin Airport. I'm giving you the chance to win a uh, two, actually two, weekly travel passes worth €140, Euro, as well as that a €100 Euro one for all voucher. We're asking you, what celebrity would you love to travel with on the 100X and why? Here's Catherine Everett with her celebrity. I'd love to travel with David Attenborough. Find out all about the world, all he can tell. And I'd say the conversation would be fantastic. It would be fantastic, Catherine. Great choice. Uh, Tom Jones, he's a legend. We would chat about the green, green grass of home, says Theresa Murphy in Drogheda. Uh, Also, who else is coming in? I would travel with John Travolta because he's the one that I want, says Karen Tiernan. (laughs) Keep those coming in. What celebrity would you love to travel on the 100X with and why? You can WhatsApp voice note or just send a message to 086 1800 65. News at 12 is approaching but after that thrilling dark comedy comes to Solstice Arts Centre plus I find out more about Specsavers staff trip to Calcutta. The 11 to 1 show. An all-star series of Love Island is in the planning stages. More details next. Codeline the one on LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh yeah. I have to say I'm on board with this now. I wouldn't be huge, huge lover of Love Island all the time because some of the people that I used to love from other series just aren't in this series. Do you know that kind of way? And now they are planning an all-star series of Love Island and none other than Irish gal Maura Higgins is at the top of their wish list. I would love to see her back in the villa alongside some of the other stars. Now, this is according to The Sun. The new show could air in 2024 and feature some of the best stars from over the years. So a source is saying that Love Island All-Stars is in development. This summer marks the 10th series. So there is an appetite for the concept with regards to this. So the plan would be to invite some of the most successful former Islanders to see if they can find love for a second time around. So women like Maura, Sophie Piper, India Reynolds would be top of the wish list, while male stars include series winner Kem, uh, also fan favourite Scott Thomas, who was in the show in 2016 as well. So all the faves from Love Island back together for an all-star Love Island series. I'm on board. 
I'm on board with it. Now look at watch this space 2024. You know it's a long way off, but you know, at the moment, Love Island, the winter series is on. Just you know, if you want to catch up on all that goss, lmfm.ie. Now speaking of goss, here's more with the buzz. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Kerry Condon won Best Supporting Actress for the Banshees at the BAFTAs last night. Here's her speech. An amazing cast, lads. Thank you so much. You were so kind and generous to me. Thank you so much. Really, Colin, Brendan, thank you very much. Um, I have to thank my family in Ireland. They were always at the other end of the phone for me all through the years, keeping me company. I love you so much. Thank you. Um, And I have to thank my horses and my dogs because (laughs) they showed me so much love and gave me so much meaning in my life Um, thank you I'm really really grateful rumours over the weekend have surfaced on who will present the Eurovision in Liverpool this year according to reports the BBC are looking at Alicia Dixon Rylan and AJ Adudu there has been no confirmation yet on hosting duties and the show will air in May Pink has fueled rumours that she doesn't like either Missy Elliott or Christina Aguilera. She was talking about filming the Lady Marmalade video and mentioned not having fun. Well, there's Lady Marmalade. I'm going to put that down here at 12. How come? It wasn't very fun to make. I'm all about fun and it was like a lot of fuss and there were some personalities. Mm -hmm. Um... Kim and Maya were nice. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Ooh, Pink being controversial there. Oh, look, she's the queen of pop for me. She really is. Speaking of queen, here they are. A black comedy about conflict, peace and the pursuit of territory at any cost is going to be performed in Solstice Arts Centre this weekend. I'm going to find out more about The Last Return by Sonia Kelly. Actress Anna Healy joins me next. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from... Not all good things come to those who wait. One final night, one last chance. Five people queue for a ticket to the hottest show in town. All they must do is simply wait in line. But what in life is ever simple? Who's going to triumph? Who will fail? And who will walk away with the last return? It's a new play by acclaimed playwright Sonia Kelly. It's a thrilling comedy about conflict, peace and the pursuit of territory at any cost. And I've been told there are tons of great surprises in this play. It's being performed in Solstice Arts Centre this weekend. Joining me now to tell us more is actress Anna Healy who plays the ticket holder. How are you getting on, Anna? I'm getting on grand. I'm roaming around the countryside hopefully making people roar with laughter. Oh, I have no (laughs) doubt you are because the last time I I featured Sonia Kelly uh, on the show, it was around the time she was promoting um, the stage production of The Wheelchair on my face and I had so much fun with her and I had so much fun at that show. I can understand the appeal completely for an actor wanting to, to bring her work to life. Absolutely. And she surpassed herself this time. I think this is her best piece of work ever. It's hilariously funny. So you spend an hour and 20 minutes in the theatre and it also packs a punch to make you think about your behaviour and the human condition in general. Um, It's very, very clever. The premise is simple. It's just, as you say, five people in a queue and and yet she manages to, to cover so many important things we need to think about, you know, racism, conflict, 
just what will you do whenever the stakes are high and you want to get something and the man beside you wants to get the same thing, what will we resort to? And the hijinks in this piece, it's it's well worth a watch. And uh, this isn't just any show. This is the final showing of Oppenheimer's (laughs) Return to (laughs) Hinton. Yeah, it's the final, final show. And these people are desperate to see it for all their own individual reasons. And each one thinks they're more entitled than the other. And I play the ticket person, so I hold the ultimate power. I'm in charge of the... I'm controlling the return tickets, if there are any. And as far as I'm concerned... All of their antics are nothing to do with me until I have a ticket in my hand to sell. So I am, you could say I'm a sort of, uh, would be reminiscent of a certain Irish Airlines customer service. (laughs) (laughs) I thought as much. I thought as much, Anna. Oh my God. Something tells me you're going to have great crack with this because people will remember you, Anna, as kind of like, I know this is more of a hammed up version now that you're playing in Sonia's show, but the annoying receptionist from Emmerdale when uh, oh, Pat, yeah. like so you've, you've you've already prepped for this role. I have. I, I don't know. It must be something about my face. It just looks like a computer says no. <laughs> I think people can relate yeah. to this idea though of you know queuing up for something that you really want, whether a ticket to a show or you know particularly for concerts. It got me thinking actually about you know queuing up for a concert. This is pre-ticket master days when you're just dying to see your idol. And like what starts off yeah. in the queue is you know you start off kind of with a little bit kind of polite chat. Then it turns into oh we're suddenly we're best. Friends. Friends, then as the time yeah. comes, the rivalry comes out. Is that what's happening here? Absolutely, exactly. And we all, uh, you know, it, it, it happened to me yesterday. I took the bus from Ennis to Donegal because we're in Donegal now. And you can imagine that's a five-hour journey. Yeah. So at Sligo, we stopped and I hopped off just to have a wee at Sligo. When I came back, there was a little queue of people who were getting on at Sligo. And it was a very, very busy bus. <laughs> I went to get on back on into my seat. This woman from the queue, she said, "Hey, hey, there's a queue, you know." And I nearly <laughs> laughed out. She <laughs> was just, and I turned around, and her eyes were bulging with tension because she obviously, of course, she wants to get on the bus as well. It was a very busy bus. And then other people who'd obviously been in their head adding things up said, "No, no, no, it's okay. She was already on the bus." You know, we we, we get we get real um, anxiety and. We do. And the one I hate is in the supermarket when you're, you're, you're a few from the front and the person in front of you said, listen, I just forgot to get and they disappear oh, off and then on. they're gone forever. Yes. And then it's their turn and do you go ahead of them or do you stay behind and people are looking and she's judging you or there's well, the, the, or, or, or the worst thing when you're in the supermarket queue and you only have two items and somebody else has bought the entire shop in front of you and uh-huh. you're like let me go in front come on there's a there's a nice kind yeah. of there should be queue just offer just let me go <laughs> yeah, yeah completely uh, so th- this this show like I said there at the, at, the, at, the, at the start there's endless surprises which we don't want to give sort of too much away no. but there's this idea of you know what lengths people are going to go to in pursuit of yeah. such a high quality cultural experience isn't it yeah well there's a sort of a I, I mean I haven't really delved into it too much but there, it's ominous the name like Oppenheimer was the bringer of death wasn't mm-hmm. he well, that was his nickname like and so it's like it's so it's a weird old show they want to go and see anyway but they're, they're desperate and then when we were in Dublin we got to the point where there was and in Galway actually returns queues 
So people were outside the box office were in stitches because what was happening inside was happening outside. Oh. People were arguing with each other for a return ticket to the show, which is about return tickets to a show, you know, so life and art. But uh, yeah, yeah, I hope I hope as many people as possible come and see it because it's oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah, it really... I wish I could see it myself. Yeah, <laughs> you wish you could see it yourself, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me about the rest of the cast. As you mentioned there, we've kind of got, we've got multicultural cast here. We do, we do. And also, none of us have names, you know, so okay. I'm ticket person. Yes. There's Umbrella Lady, who's played by Rebecca O'Mara, and then the gorgeous Bosco Hogan, and he's newspaper man, sort of soft-shoed academic, um, who's not so soft-shoed, really, inside. Then we've Naima Swallow, who's playing the woman in pink, and she is, so she is very enigmatic for most of it, and then... I won't spoil her alert, yeah. but packed a bunch. And then we have an American uh, who's been played by Aidan Moriarty. He's a GI and he is um, he's hilarious as well. <laughs> he's, he's got a few surprises up his sleeve. Okay. Um, and then there are two children. The children are the children are interchangeable, you know, depending on the venue. Obviously, the children are local hires, oh, and good. they're. Um, they're a uh, change per, sh- per show. So we, at each venue, we'd have two children. So. Oh, very interesting. And, and w- what, what's really it? very clever. Yeah. I, and like, look at Sonia. I could talk to, talk to you about Sonia all the live long day. She's just, just amazing. Oh, she, she really is brilliant. Uh, but, you know, you've had quite the, the wide and ranging, varied career yourself, not just in theatre. You've done TV work. I mentioned Emmerdale there. You've worked in film. Yeah. You've voiced animation yeah. as well. Do you enjoy the variety or is theatre where your heart lies, Anna? I... I don't know. I, I trained in when in theatre, really. I trained at Rada when I was young, because I'm not young now, old now. Um, and that's where I came. I came shooting out into theatre. I went to the National in, in London and then into the Globe and further afield. I went abroad, always touring with theatre. Once you get in a loop with theatre as well and, and get better at it, because I think I'm, you know, I'm quite good at it at this stage, it also can take up... Um, well, it takes, you know, like, so I'm booked to the end of the year in, in theatre. Yeah. So that leaves no space for you to do television and film. So I've really enjoyed doing television and film, but um, I think I've good theatre muscles and mm. maybe a good theatre face as well. I don't know. But yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. And I stopped when I was bringing up my children for 15 years Did and you? ran um, three retail shops. Uh, and I only came back into it in 2016, 17. So I've just been so lucky, and it's a very, it's a very generous environment, you know. We're like one great big family, and I was thrilled when they let me back in. Back yeah, because it can be such a, a strange time, can't it? When you go off and you have a career break to raise your children, you can it can feel yeah. vulnerable a bit as well, and then you sort of tentatively come back and wonder, particularly in this business, show business, Anna. You know, it's not the, yeah, the known so for being kind. But but um, but no, I've only had generosity, and particularly from other women, you Please, know, whether yeah. that's female directors, writers, and young actresses saying, go on, I dare you, you know, yeah. I'll help, I'll ring my agent, you know, and just particularly, particularly other women have been supportive in helping me resurrect my own career. 
That's so, brilliant to hear. Um, I'm living my best life now, scooting around in buses and air, yeah. aeroplanes and trains. You really are. <laughs> but you were living your best life before as well, because I had no idea till this morning, and I'm a huge fan of Tilda Swinton, you performed like amazingly opposite her in Orlando Aww. way back in 1992. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's one of those big treasured memories. It was yeah. amazing. And we filmed it in Russia in the ice. It was just incredible. Incredible. And then, and actually, we filming got a bit delayed and we ended up being there for, I think we were there for six or seven weeks. And my husband came out and we were only just married. And nine months later, we were only just having a baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my first son was made in Russia, from Russia with love. Wow, I love that. I love that. And oh, like, judging from, the, judging from the, the, the harsh surrounds in that film, my God, the ice and everything like that. And there's we're pretty much oh. just skating the whole time through that. Did you did you That's have to right. learn how to skate? Oh, I did. Uh, they taught us how to skate in um, the people. The, she was called Betty, and we learned to skate before we went out. And she she was she trained Torval and Dean. Now I wasn't doing any Torval and Dean <laughs> um, moves, but we were wearing those giant dresses, yeah. big dresses, you know, and. It, it, it was very difficult to move, go to the loo, anything. And in, in the, some days, the, um, it's like minus 10 or 11 degrees. You know, it was really cold. But um, for the heart, yeah. Wear very old wooden skates as well and learn to skate. It was, it was fun, though. It was very exciting. And it was just after, um, I hope I might, it was just after the fall of communism. So there was quite, it was, there was quite a lot to see. And there was, mm. uh, there was a sort of a, a bandity kind of culture going on there um, economically. There was, um, you know, a dollar culture and yeah. the old rubble culture, you know, and um, very interesting crossover and very interesting time to be there. Yes. And I, she's amazing. Oh. Tilda Swinton is every bit as amazing as she looks. And as you think, she is multiplied by 100. She's a phenomenal human being. Oh, she really is. And mm-hmm. like you say, she just has mm-hmm. that otherworldly look about her, doesn't she? She really does. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Th- the last return, coming to Solstice Arts Centre this weekend, what can we expect, Anna, from this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can expect her head to be turned. I'd say th- th- this, a woman said to me, uh, well, first of all, this woman came out of Venice and booked again to go and see it the next night. Straight away. She went straight back out and booked it the oh, next night it. to come back in. But she said she last, well, she said she started off thinking, oh, this is clever. This is, you know, witty and funny. Then she said she started to just, put, she dug her fingernails into her husband's legs. She was laughing so much. <laughs> and then she came out drying tears from, from being moved. Yes. So it's a it's a it's a, 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 a massive roller coaster of emotions. And something that we all need. We need this in our lives. We really do, Anna. I, I, it's been just a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so, so much for, for taking the time out to join me and the best of luck with the, with the rest of the tour on this. Thank you so much, Sinead, and I hope I see you along the way. Oh, you probably will. You probably will, absolutely. Okay. Anna Healy there, the last return. You're going to laugh, you're going to cry, it's going to change your life. It's happening in Solstice Arts Centre, the 24th and 25th, solsticeartscentre.ie for tickets. The 11 to 1 show. Oh, I think I'd spend the 100x expressway bus journey with Anna Healy. I could have chatted so much more and so longer too. I really could. So what are we talking about? It is our competition for this week. 
And I have two weekly travel passes for each winner, as well as that a 100 euro one for all voucher for each winner as well. This is all to do with the Expressway 100X timetable. It has been enhanced. You can now jump on board the 100X in Dublin City, Drogheda and Dundalk with 19 hourly services every day, all serving Dublin airports. So that's four new trips daily, including two new early morning services departing Dundalk to Dublin at 3 30 and Dublin to Dundalk at 5.44. Also two new late night services will depart at 21.30 from Dundalk to Dublin and from Dublin to Dundalk at 22.44 daily. Plus remember, the Dublin Terminus has relocated from Wilton Terrace to Merrion Square. You can save 50% as well when you book online with a young adult or student leap card. Guarantee your seat and book in advance at expressway.ie So to celebrate the new timetable, I have two weekly travel Travel passes to the value of €140 to give away, plus a one-for-all voucher. That's every day this week. All you have to do to win is tell me, what celebrity would you like to travel with on the 100X and why? So what celebrity you'd like to travel with and why? You can WhatsApp voice note to 086-1800-658. We're going to be picking a winner for that fantastic prize very, very shortly. So 86 658 Snow Patrol, just say yes. We're talking about celebrities that we would take the 100x bus journey with. This WhatsApp voice note is coming in from Flame and Eamon. Travel with Niall O'Brien. Talk about films. Imagine the films that we talk about. I don't think the journey would be long enough to be honest with you. Anyway, Flame and Eamon. Thank you. <laughs> Eamon, we said celebrities. Niall O'Brien is not a celebrity. Now, come on. I know he's kind of a local... Okay, he's a local celebrity. We let you away with that one, but we're talking about celebrities we'd love to travel with. Michelle Moran in Dundalk says, I'd love to travel in the 100X with Brendan Gleeson, my all-time favourite Irish actor. Any journey with him would be full of laughter and very interesting. I'm sure he would have a few stories to tell. This is what we're talking about. Keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Home Instead is recruiting new and experienced caregivers in the Meath area. For more details, log on to careers.homeinstead.ie or check out our local job search on lmfm.ie. AIS Automation Limited and Dock require a senior controls automation engineer. Salary range is fifty to sixty thousand. Please apply with your CV to Paul.d at AISAutomation.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job search LMFM.ie. LMFM Job Search. Spec Savers have had a life-saving trip to Calcutta. They spent time volunteering with the Hope Foundation and during the week, uh, the team of opticians visited nine different locations treating over 1,700 people. We're going to find out more about this trip with Patrick Dennehy. He's from Spec Savers in Maynooth. He's going to join us after these. The 11 to 1 show. 
spec savers have provided vital support to almost 2,000 people living in the slums and streets of Calcutta as they spent time volunteering with the Hope Foundation. So it was a week-long volunteering trip and the team of opticians visited nine different locations giving eye checks to over 1,700 people, many of whom had never had access to these services before. Joining me now to tell us more is one of the opticians who visited Calcutta, Patrick Dennehy. He's from Spec Savers in Maynooth. He's on the line. Patrick, you're, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you getting on? I'm not passionate. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Now, I can only imagine the shock to the system arriving in Calcutta, one of the world's poorest regions. It must have been a bit of a culture shock for you, was it? Uh, yeah, it's a bit crazy in fairness. Um, I was kind of prepared in one sense. Um, this has been going on since uh, 2017. My work colleague, Lisa Walsh, she set up this kind of co- connection between Specsavers and the Hope Foundation. Um, but I suppose this time going out, it was a bit different. You know, you're looking at post-COVID in one of the poorest cities in the world and the impact that had on some of the poorest people in the world. So it was a bit rougher and mm. harder to, I suppose, to see and know what was going on there over the last kind of two years because we missed it the last two years. But it's just a fantastic experience to see, you know, to, to be able to put my skill set to use and help people that need it most. Yeah, completely. And you, you mentioned your colleague there, Lisa, uh, in 2017, she sort of started this all off. But what, what was the, the reason for teaming up with the Hope Foundation specifically? I suppose with Specsavers, you know, we deal with eyes and curing blindness and treating eyesight and glasses and all that. And I suppose we take for granted what a pair of glasses do for us over here. And we kind of testing the boundaries, going, what would that do for someone that is homeless or that doesn't have availability to an eye test? So, um, And that's how it all connected. It was the whole foundation, or Cork-based charity, and um, Maureen Forrest set it up, and they do kind of bring kids off the street and educating them and minding them, and they provide excellent health care for people that have a hospital over there. So over that discussion, it was organised that we'll do an eye clinic. So Spectre sponsor an eye clinic over there, a hospital, where we do cataract surgeries, um, pay for an ophthalmologist and opticians over there um, to test people that can't afford normal eye care. And so as you got to imagine, these people have no money, they have no food, and next thing they hear, we're coming over for a week, we'll go to some community that they've never had their eyes tested before, and they'll all line up just to get tested Um <clears throat> but it, it, it opens up new opportunities for these people and um, they can go back to work, they can drive mm-hmm. a truck, they can, you know, stitching, sewing, I suppose materials and textiles is a huge industry over there. And a lot of them, once they hit the age of kind of 40, can't go to work anymore and can't provide for their family. So... Um, it's brilliant it's a great thing to do for people it really really is when you outline it like that to us I mean you know we take eye care and going to our you know regular optician appointments just for granted here some of these people had never had an appointment or never had an eye check yeah, like even just to give you an example, like some of the places we go to are, are mad. We went to this place, um, it was a dump, um, and as you're coming into the village, it looks like a mountain because mm. there's trees growing out of it and everything, but it's not a, it's a mountain of rubbish. Wow. Um, so the community is built around it, where they live around it and things, um, and they just go picking rubbish on the dump all day, bottles, things like that. Um, they used to have their kids going onto the dump, like two, three-year-olds picking rubbish um, to try to provide food for their family. But now the Hope Foundation are taking them and educating them and feeding them while the parents are at work. But we went to that site and again, I'd say we must have seen about 300 people in the space of three hours in a small little shelter um, testing with kind of standard enough equipment, but yeah. getting the job done. Um, but I had a 70-year-old woman that came in, totally like couldn't see a bit, um, kind of 
like gaunt looking, no mm. food, and um, Zimmer frame, bad hearing. So her whole posture was looking downwards and everything. And when we tested her eyes, she, if anyone listening wears glasses, she ended up being plus 13, which is can't see anything, can't read, can't see in the distance. And once I put on the glasses, her whole posture changed. She started wow. to straighten up. She was looking around. You know, she wasn't even smiling because I think it was such a shock to the system yeah. that I can actually see. Um, for that woman that can't work, can't eat, she can't cross the road because she'll get knocked down because she won't see a truck. Now she can go and beg or help her, yeah. ask for things. And that's just one of kind of hundreds that we would see. Thank God they're not all that bad. Yeah. Um, I suppose the majority of them are reading glasses or even kids just for distance vision, helping them in school. Um, this time around, we test, we, 160 people had cataracts um, that we saw that would never have got operated on. Um, and because of the connection between hope and spec savers those people will get those cataracts done within a week or two nearly in india which is way better than ireland and the hc system um which is great and again those cataracts aren't just miles you know these people mm. can't see anymore because and it literally takes 10 minutes to do an operation and they can see then again amazing and i suppose when we're yeah. tired out there and all that it's great knowing that this is results from us being there. Yeah, it must be so rewarding. Like, as you say, you're, you're painting a bleak enough picture, but there's so much hope and optimism there because it is really ch- transforming lives, literally. And uh, exactly. And like in some people who give the glasses to and you expect them to give you a massive hug and think, oh my God, I can see everything. Yeah. And then they don't. They're just because I suppose they're in a certain mindset because yeah. they're in their environment. And then other people, like they're they're hugging you and thanking you and you know they, they get to see their family for the first time maybe yeah. and again you know I suppose with, with the days we be up at 8 o'clock we leave the hotel we test in the morning till 1 lunch testing 2 to probably 4 come back change and we're back out again from 8 o'clock at night in the evening till maybe half 11 testing all evening so it gets fairly repetitive and, and you get fairly tired but then you'll get these people that you know they're, they're smiling faces on them they do themselves up to the best because this is like the biggest day in the community because no one has ever come to them to help them with anything up to this point so no it's class like yeah yeah it really is so so rewarding for you and and you guys also donated a huge amount of money as well to the Hope Foundation yeah, so with all the stores in Ireland, um, if you came in with a repair or a problem with your glasses, a lot of time we just ask you to donate to the Hope Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year we raised 115000 and that will be going directly to either getting new equipment for the eye clinic, paying the ophthalmologist, the staff over there, you know, getting them in and out, buying glasses, all that. And it's really cheap to do that over there. I know it won't go far here in Ireland, but that will cover the clinic for the year. Um, but also the next step, I suppose, is, is leaving a bit of a legacy there because we yeah. can't always be going out. So um, we now um, sponsor 40 students over in India. So I suppose they've been educated through hope and unfortunately their funding might stop and they might never get to secondary or college level. So now we have um, students, opticians out there now testing from their local communities and this year is the first year that they're actually qualifying. Amazing. So it's it's amazing. Now we got to meet those students. We were out teaching them and showing them how to do it in an Irish format nearly yeah. and to add to their training. Um, so hopefully they'll continue the work we're doing when we're not out there. Um, amazing. That is an incredible yeah. legacy. And in terms of, you know, if people want to support or, or help towards fundraising or donations, how can we do that? 
Yeah, so you can go onto the Hope Foundation and donate there. It's a great charity. Or you can just pop into your local Specsaver store and they all have tap machines or, you know, they collect coins and things like that. So it's a brilliant charity. Please, please support. Like your money is going directly there. Um, we literally bring it out. We see the equipment. We purchase the equipment. We control all that. So, it, like, you know, and Maureen, the one that's over us, she's just amazing. She's an amazing I, lady. Yeah. I think she has around 30,000 kids. She does. She's unreal. She, she really is. She's featured on the show a couple of times. Well, I, I commend all of you guys who went out and the continued support to, to the organisation, Patrick. It's been eye-opening to, to, for me, to say yeah. the least, to hear about what, you, what you've been doing there. But thank you so much for joining me today. No bar. Thanks for mentioning it for us. Thank you so much. Hopefoundation.ie if you'd like to donate. To Karen Tiernan, she is travelling on the 100X Expressway service with John Travolta. Well, you're getting your uh, weekly passes and your 100 euro one for all a voucher. Don't worry, tomorrow we're going to do it all again on the show. That is our lot for the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Have a great day. I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show.